Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Welcome to the Budget Kitchen series. I'm Chris, your host, former personal chef, and mama on a budget. This is the second series on eating on a budget. The last was all about shopping on a budget, and this series is all about cooking and eating on a budget. Yes, shopping on a budget is important, and I'll link all four episodes in that series in the show notes, but if you're not planning, stocking, and cooking in a budget-friendly way, you might still find yourself going over budget month after month, and that's exactly what I want to help you with with this series. And with skyrocketing food prices, there really is no better time to start learning how to eat well on a budget. This series is designed to help you create a budget-friendly kitchen, whatever your unique budget might be. So let's dive in. Welcome back to part two in the Budget Kitchen series. In the first episode of this series, we did a fun little quiz, teen magazine style, and we asked how budget-friendly your kitchen is now. We talked about 10 questions to consider. If you haven't yet listened to that episode, I highly encourage you to go back. It's a short and sweet episode. It's less than 15 minutes. You can consider whether or not your kitchen is budget-friendly now, and I gave you five simple tips to take away about things that are really important when it comes to maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen. And number one on that list was meal planning. Meal planning is king when it comes to maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen. I would argue it's pretty impossible to really stick to a grocery budget if you don't have a meal plan or maintain a budget-friendly kitchen. And meal planning does not have to be complicated in order to in order for it to help you to maintain a budget-friendly kitchen. So that is what we are going to talk about today. We are going to talk about budget-minded meal planning. So we'll also talk a little bit towards the end on budget-minded grocery shopping, but I have a whole series that I already did on that, so I'll link that in the show notes as well. Today is primarily about meal planning with your budget in mind. So let's dive in. Tip number one, have a plan. Okay, that's the end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. So tip number one is that you you really need to have a plan. You need to get into a meal planning routine 
Because like I said, meal planning is king. Meal planning is number one when it comes to having a budget-friendly kitchen. So this means taking time sometime during the week before you would typically go grocery shopping. For us, it's a Friday morning because I typically go grocery shopping on a Saturday. Sometimes it's Saturday morning. But whenever you typically go grocery shopping, the day before or so, you're going to want to create a plan. We'll go a little bit deeper into the important parts of the plan that you're going to want to make sure you have in order to have a budget-friendly plan. But if you've never meal planned before, this is simply about looking at your schedule ahead of time. So looking at your schedule for the next week, looking at any of the days during the week where you might have an activity and you might need an easier meal that week. So this will help you to cook at home if you tend to get takeout those nights that are a little bit busier or just choose for those nights to be the night where you call for a pizza or you grab takeout and make sure that you are planning for meals on the other days that week. Your budget is up to you how much you want to spend on food at home versus takeout. Totally up to you. I'm not here to pass any judgments or tell you how this should look for you. But what's important is having a plan. And when it comes to maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen, it's cooking at home more often than not. So having a plan for those nights, especially for the busier nights, making sure that you are planning meals that are actually realistic for those nights. And one of the ways that I help the women that I work with in making sure that the meals that they are choosing are friendly for weeknights is to have two lists that you keep on hand to go off of when it comes to meal planning. The biggest sticking point that I see overall with people when it comes to meal planning is that it just feels overwhelming. They feel like they have every single recipe in every cookbook that they own and the entire internet in front of them to choose from when it comes to choosing your meals. And that is overwhelming. I would feel very overwhelmed by that as well. So what I recommend in simplifying your meal plan is to have a list of your family's favorite meals. And hopefully these are budget-friendly meals, but we'll talk about that in the future. So your family's favorite meals, these are meals that are weeknight-friendly, which means they feel doable for you on a weeknight. Some might take longer than others, but for the most part, they feel doable for a weeknight. And they are generally crowd-pleasers. So pretty much everyone in the family enjoys that meal. I know sometimes, especially with bigger families and kids having different phases, we might not be able to please everyone, and that's okay. But for the most part, most of the family are happy with these meals. You could start with just a few meals on this list. It could be burgers, tacos, and pizza. That's totally fine. But just knowing that you have a few items that you know are going to be crowd pleasers that your family is going to be happy with can take some of that pressure off. And just choosing one to two of those meals to have on a weekly basis, they don't have to be the same two meals every single week. But that's a place to start with your meal plan to take away some of that overwhelm. And the second list that I recommend, and by the way, I have a whole episode where I detail these. I'm talking about them really fast right now just because I want to share this information with you. But I will also link that episode in the show notes so you can go into a little bit more detail. So you can hear me go into a little bit more detail about why these lists are so important in simplifying your meal planning. But the second thing is once a season going through and creating a recipes to try list from those cookbooks, from whatever you've saved on Instagram, from Pinterest. You could even create a Pinterest board if you cook primarily off of blogs. I tend to use a, I have a Google Drive 
um, folder and I have little folders in it with the recipes that I've saved online, either my own recipes or other people's recipes. And so that is typically what I use to store my recipes. Wherever you store your recipes, going through those once a season, writing down a list of the recipes you want to try. So when you go to meal plan, you're going off of those two lists. And once you start understanding what is important when it comes to having a budget-minded kitchen, you'll be able to choose recipes that are more budget-friendly, or you'll be able to have that balance of recipes that are more budget-friendly and recipes that might be a little bit more indulgent when it comes to your wallet. So that's number one, is simply having a plan and It doesn't have to be complicated, knowing it doesn't have to be complicated, especially if you're someone who isn't currently meal planning. Tip number two for budget-minded meal planning is to use an on-hand list before you create your meal plan. So this is something that I added to the Healthy Mama Meal Planner, which is the meal planner I come out with every single year. I've There has been four editions thus far, and two editions ago, we started adding an on-hand list because this is something that I recommend to all of the clients I work with on meal planning and meal prep, and this is one of the number one grocery budget tips is to look at what you have on hand before you go to make your meal plan. So what is in your fridge that you can use up? That's most important. What is in your pantry that you might want to use in meals this week? What is in your freezer that you want to use? Maybe your freezer is packed and you're like, I've got to take some of this stuff out so I actually have room to put leftovers in there. What can you use from your fridge, your freezer, and your pantry? You're going to write that down and you'll start by brainstorming some meal ideas based off of those items. Now, If you've never meal planned, I know it can feel a little bit, it can feel a little bit overwhelming to brainstorm if you are not sure, but something that you can do is simply Google or use Pinterest as kind of a search engine with some key, obviously Google is a search engine and and so is Pinterest as well, but you can use some keywords based on what you have on hand, like chicken recipes if you have some leftover rotisserie chicken or something like that. So you can look up recipes with rotisserie chicken or black bean recipes and just get some ideas there. And it can help to just spark your, you know, inspiration a little bit when it comes to, okay, this is a black bean corn and quinoa salad. Oh my gosh, I have corn in the freezer and I have quinoa in the pantry. So that's super easy. All I'm going to need to buy is tomatoes. So things like that can really help you to use what you have on hand and then avoid buying extras that you might not need to to buy that week and also use what you have because like I shared several times in the last episode when we throw away food we are literally throwing away money so that's one of the two most important things when it comes to being more budget-minded number one is learning how to avoid food waste and number two is learning how to save so Like I said, number one in terms of our tips on budget-minded meal planning is to have a plan. Number two is to use an on-hand list first. Number three is to plan with flexibility. This means planning for only five days because let's be real, life happens. There's going to be a night where you want to call for a pizza or grab takeout and hopefully there's at least one night a week where you're utilizing leftovers or what you have on hand to create a simple meal. This is going to help you to, again, avoid overbuying foods and then having food waste that you throw away at the end of the week. So planning for five days gives you that flexibility to mix and match meals when one meal is just not going to work for that night. 
I'm very big on having that flexibility to be able to move your meals around based on what time you have to prepare those meals, what time you might have to eat those meals, and to be really intentional about having a couple days where you can just make something really fast or you can have leftovers or maybe it's that takeout night because mama needs a break. That's totally okay too, but planning just for five days is actually a budget-minded meal planning tool. Tip number four, plan to use leftovers or have a leftovers day. I just mentioned this, but it is a very worthwhile tip that is worth giving its own point. So planning to use leftovers. So this could be cooking a larger piece of meat or cooking up extra of something, extra beans, something like that, and utilizing those in several meals or having a leftovers day once a week where you just kind of have a smorgasbord of whatever is left over in the fridge to use things up. My family was not super huge on this when I first introduced it, probably a couple years ago, and now they love leftovers night because they get to choose exactly what they want to eat based on what we have left over. Every so often there's a food fight when there's only one serving of this or one serving of that, but for the most part, they're really happy being able to choose what they want because inevitably there's going to be meals that one kiddo likes better than the other kiddo and they get to choose they have that autonomy and the benefit for the benefit for mama and or daddy is we don't have to cook so we get a break that night it's just usually reheating and we also get to save money because there's less that we need to make that week Now, if you are noticing continuously that you have a ton of leftovers to use for leftovers night, then you might be overbuying and or overcooking for your family size. So that might be a good indicator that you either need to employ another leftovers night or you need to kind of look at how much food you're you're making week to or I guess day to day, week to week. Tip number five, plan using similar ingredients. This is one of the best budget-saving tips, but it's a little bit more of an advanced meal planning tip. This isn't what I have people start with when it comes to meal planning. So if you are someone who is new to meal planning, I just want you to get into the routine of meal planning. Create your family favorites list. Create your recipes to try list. Start using that on hand list. Plan for five days. Plan on using leftovers. All of those things are things I want you to start one by one with those things. And then once you get that meal planning routine down, You can be more strategic with your meal plan by planning on using similar ingredients in meals because it tends to be way less expensive to buy a whole bag of something than it does overall, you know, serving for serving. So buying a bag of sweet potatoes versus one sweet potato. I know that I can oftentimes spend $2 on one sweet potato at Trader Joe's where I could spend $3 on an entire bag of sweet potatoes. So it's asking yourself, okay, these are the recipes or the meal ideas I definitely want to make this week. How can I utilize those similar ingredients in other meals? This doesn't mean that you need to use the same ingredients over and over again or that your meals need to look super similar. One ingredient can be used in so many different ways. Think about ground beef, for example, and how many different ways you can use ground beef or black beans. There are so many different ways you can use them, but it's about planning using similar ingredients. In the case of ground beef or black beans, you could simply cook up extra of that when you're doing a meal prep or when you're preparing to cook the one meal and then you have a quicker, easier meal another day of the week. Or with something like black beans, you can use dried black beans and cook a large amount of those for two meals and 
It's crazy savings what you save when you cook your own beans versus buying them in a can. Canned beans are not expensive, but dried beans are way less expensive. So again, it's finding those ways to save as well as finding those ways to avoid food waste. And my last tip I want to leave you guys with today is a bonus tip. Take the time to detail your grocery list. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode and how important it is to be strategic with your grocery list, but this is really going to help you to avoid buying extras when it comes to grocery shopping. Again, I've got a whole series on maintaining a grocery budget, but avoiding buying extras is a great way to avoid spending extra at the grocery store and avoiding extra food waste, especially if you're buying items that are perishable that you might not make it through this week because they weren't on your meal plan. Now, I'm assuming here that you have a meal plan having a meal plan is the only way that this tip is really going to help you is really going to work because what you do is you go ahead you create your meal plan and then you create your grocery list based on number one the staple items that your family uses Every single week, I have another episode on why it's important to have a Staples grocery list. So those items your family is going to use week to week. And it's also important to make sure that you are writing down the actual quantities of the ingredients in the meals that you are going to make. So looking at, all right, how many servings of this meal am I going to want to make? If it serves four and it just happens to be you and your spouse, well, then Maybe you don't need a meal for four unless you want to utilize those leftovers. Or, okay, maybe you have a family of eight and the recipe serves four and you're going to need to double that. It's important to write down, or maybe you're just a family of four and you're going to make four servings of it, whatever it is, you need to write down the quantity, okay? So if it says you need one lemon for four servings, well, then you're only going to need one lemon. But if you're going to make eight servings, you're going to need two lemons. Are there other recipes that also utilize lemons? Yeah, there are. Okay, mark those down. And if you need five or six lemons, well, that's a bag of lemons. And that's going to save you some money there. So it's important to detail your grocery list with exact quantities so you avoid overbuying. This is a mistake I see so, so often is I is overbuying foods that you don't need or not utilizing little tips like buying the bag of sweet potatoes or the bag of onions or the bag of lemons versus buying the individual quantity. So these seem like opposite tips, but they they go together. So understanding how much you actually need. If you only need one carrot, you don't need to buy a bag of carrots unless you are going to use that bag of carrots. If you are, definitely buy that bag of carrots, okay? So it's important to understand the quantity of how much you need on both sides of things. You don't end up with extra food waste, but you also don't end up spending more when you don't need to spend more. So detailing your grocery list and also creating your grocery list based on store category. Again, I mentioned this last week, but it's worth reiterating. So you've got your produce section, you've got your meat and fish, you've got your dairy and freezer, and you've got your uh, bulk items or dry dry goods, right? So categorizing your groceries, your grocery list in these categories will help you to stick to that category, buy what you need, and move on in the grocery store. The more you're going back and forth between the aisles, running around, the longer it's going to take the more stressful it's going to be and the more likely you are going to be to make those impulse purchases 
that are going to make your grocery budget higher and potentially provide more food waste. So categorizing your grocery list and detailing your grocery list are really going to help you to, at a baseline level, maintain a budget-friendly meal plan, a budget-friendly grocery list, and a budget-friendly kitchen. So friends, I hope you found these tips helpful. Meal planning is so important and I know it can feel overwhelming. So hopefully I gave you some tips so that it feels a little bit less overwhelming. I certainly don't want it to feel more overwhelming. So if you are brand new to meal planning, start with tip number one, just getting into that meal planning routine and move through these tips one at a time until you're at the point where you're confident with meal planning. If you want to know more about meal planning, I will link those episodes that I mentioned in the beginning. My Healthy Mama meal prep course also goes over in detail exactly how to meal plan in a way that is flexible and also how to meal prep in a way that is flexible. So that might be something you want to check out as well. In the next episode, we are going to talk about budget-minded cooking hacks. So we're really going to get into the kitchen and talk about some ways that you can save money while you are cooking. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you're enjoying this series as much as I have enjoyed creating this. I am so passionate about this topic and if it was helpful to you I would love if you would screenshot the episode share it over on social media tag me in it shoot me a dm and let me know which tips were the most helpful for you and let me know if you have any questions I'm here to help you I answer all of my dms so I would love to hear from you and hear what's working for you I'll catch you in the next episode to talk about budget-minded cooking hacks Are you loving this series? Then you are going to love my brand new budget kitchen guide and recipe books launching at the end of the month. I'm asked over and over again for advice on feeding families on a budget and not just feeding our families, but feeding our families well. And in this world of inflation and skyrocketing food prices, there's no better time to learn how you can make your kitchen a budget friendly one, no matter what your budget might be head to bit.ly slash bkwaitlist or click the link in the show notes to get on the waitlist for exclusive sneak peeks, early access, and list-only bonuses. That's bit.ly slash bkwaitlist to get on the list for the budget kitchen guide and recipe books launching at the end of the month. Thank you for listening to my podcast.